Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. There it is, the moment football came home after 56 years, but this time thanks to the England women's team. The Lionesses pulled off what the men's team just missed out on at the final hurdle last year, securing not only the Euros trophy, but also a record crowd at Wembley for a women's home game of just over 87,000 people. The final also set the record for the most watched TV broadcast of a women's match, with the BBC revealing a peak TV audience of 17.4 million viewers. Today, thousands of fans flooded to Trafalgar Square in London to celebrate with the players, where Captain Leah Williamson made a speech. Yeah, what we've done for women and, and young girls that can look up and aspire to be us. And in the press conference after the game on Sunday nights, England manager Serena Wiegmann said the success of the tournament had changed the world. I think this tournament has done so much for the game, but also for society and women in society in England, but I also think across Europe and across the world, and I hope that will make a change too. So how significant has this tournament been for women's football? And what more needs to be done to push the sport to the next level? Joining me now is Yvonne Harrison, CEO of Women in Football, a professional network supporting the women's game. So Yvonne, first of all, how did you enjoy the win last night? Yeah, I mean, how could you not enjoy it? It was edge of the seat stuff. It was nerve wracking, but just an incredible performance from the Lionesses and in an unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah, it was it was immense. The parties were insane. You know, when you walk down Wembley Way after the amount of people that stayed in the stadium uh, to to just celebrate, it, it was unbelievable, um, and and such such warmth. And such recognition for all the people who've kind of gone before that have helped the Lionesses and the England team get to that point. It was really special. And there's so much talk about how the profile of this tournament will really boost the game. Why do you think this Euros has been so popular? I think, number one, it's a home Euros. England do an incredible job of getting behind national teams. And, you know, so, so that in and of itself, it's visible. It's been across nine host cities, so it's been accessible for people to be able to get to. So I think that definitely helps. I think the fact it's been broadcast on the BBC has been immense. You know, people have been able to watch women's football who perhaps have never done so before. So, yeah, I think, I think they're some of the reasons why people are sort of 
got behind it. And then obviously the the players, you know, the players are quite accessible. They're on social media. I think the Lionesses feed on social media and Instagram and stuff is is really great. It shows the players, you know, having a laugh, being really grounded. Um, and people want to want to watch them as individuals as well as the team sort of competing. So I think all of that combined and the affordability of tickets, you know, tickets were affordable and lots of tickets were given for free as well. So I think lots of people will have been exposed to women's football who perhaps haven't. And then you've obviously got diehard fans who, you know, watch women's football through the Barclays Women's Super League and the championship and stuff. So a whole range but a lot of new people coming into the game for the first time and seeing how amazing it is and and actually acknowledging the atmosphere for people who've been to matches the atmosphere in the stadiums has been brilliant and i've watched lionesses games and i've watched other countries competing as well and the atmosphere has been brilliant it's been really friendly really mixed crowd you know young old all genders it's just been amazing and obviously we've seen record numbers of fans at wembley a record viewership on tv is this the start of something for the women's game, do you think? I'd like to hope it is the start. I mean, I have to say we're, we're building from a 12 month um, where the profile and trajectory of the game was growing anyway. And that's amazing. Um, but I'd like to hope this is the start, not just in terms of women's football on the pitch and growing those crowds. But, but as um, Leah Williamson, the captain, said, you know, this is about also um, women's place in society and more equality in society and obviously for us at Women in Football we're really focused on women working in the football industry and many of our members work in the men's game actually so this creates a huge opportunity not least also for the legacy and sustained kind of impact now for young people wanting to play the game and the FA have invested huge amounts in the grassroots game and you know the legacy has been at the forefront of these championships when they were bidding for them so there's a lot to come now in terms of you know equal access for girls and boys in school to play football more female coaches being qualified more female referees uh, and officials being qualified um so i think those role models you know on and off the pitch are very important and i think one of the top tweets on the lionesses hashtag today is of a young girl standing right in front of the tv watching the game with the caption this is why it's important it seems like people generally do understand the significance of this tournament, doesn't it? I, I think so. I've spoken to so many people, like absolute strangers, and then people that people that I know, um, and people do sense that this this is a real moment in time. And like I say, for that wider impact as well. And I've seen so many young girls, like absolutely buzzing yesterday on the tube on the way over to Wembley. You know, two young girls and their dad, and they had their face paint, they had their nails done, they had their kit on, and they were just looking so excited. But equally, I've got an 11 year old son and he has been absolutely blown away. When Russo scored that goal, that nutmeg, he messaged me. He wasn't at the game, unfortunately, but he was like messaging me going, best goal ever, mum. You know, so it's not just young girls that are being inspired by this. I think a next generation, that sort of age group, they are used to seeing women's football on TV now and this will become the norm. And that's the exciting potential for this tournament for me. Let's take a break now. In part two, Yvonne will discuss what more can be done to push women's football to the next level. There isn't enough money in the game at this stage, despite the fact that there's broadcasts between Sky and the BBC, despite the fact there's more commercial revenue coming in, and it needs to filter down more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. So Yvonne, I understand there are still some roadblocks to women's success in football. And one stat that stood out to me on your website was that 82% of women in the industry said that they faced obstacles in their football career. Can you tell us what those obstacles are and what's being done to improve that? Yeah, I mean, listen, let's be honest, this is still a very male-dominated industry and sport has often been designed by men for men. So it's really important that we have women in leadership positions so that they're part of the decision-making processes. You know, a more diverse board brings diversity of thought, brings better outcomes, whether that's in in sport or in business. So some some of that kind of not being listened to, not having the same opportunities, that closed network, Um, maybe lacking confidence, a bit of imposter syndrome. All of these things can play a role in women not feeling included or having those inclusive environments. So it's really important that men see the opportunity and the benefit and value that women bring into the industry and actually get behind and open doors and challenge discrimination where it exists, because that's really, really powerful. And after the Euros final win, you know, there were calls from Rio Ferdinand for more FA support for the Women's Super League. What do you think the league and also lower leagues in the women's game need? Yeah, I mean, first of all, everyone can always do more. And of course, the FA can do more. But let's not forget the FA have invested heavily in recent years and we see the results of that through the success of the Women's Super League, the way it's been set up. It's the most competitive league in the world. That's why we're seeing megastars coming and playing here. The fact that the teams within the league are so competitive means that teams like Chelsea and others, they're getting into the Champions League, which means more high quality minutes on the pitch. And that absolutely reflects in the domestic success that we've had because the Lionesses players are getting a lot of minutes and that's really, really important at this level. What could be done more? More investment, of course. You know, there isn't enough money in the game uh, at this stage, um, despite the fact that there's broadcast between Sky and the BBC, despite the fact there's more commercial revenue coming in, and it needs to filter down more. So we need more investment at the top level, and we need more investment sort of through the Championship and into the National League as well. What's brilliant to see is, you know, frontrunners like Barclays getting involved, sponsoring from an early, an early point, and they actually sponsor women in football as well. So not only are they supporting the on-pitch activity, they're helping us to make a difference to the industry and make it more gender inclusive. 
And in terms of, you know, constantly improving the quality of players, do you think more needs to be done in terms of setting up academies similar to those we see at clubs in the men's game? I think there's definitely a need for pathway provision. Whether the traditional academy structure is right at this moment in time, I'm not sure. They're looking at sort of satellite centres and and hub centres because one of the big challenges is that where those academies do exist, they're often way out in in, uh, suburbs. They're not that accessible. And if you don't have the means to be able to get over there, you know, however many days a week after school, after college, etc., then you're going to miss out on, on that additional training and potentially, you know, professionalism within the game and you know the game is going to miss out on some incredible talent because the access um, isn't there so I know the FA have done quite a a significant review of the player pathway and I'm sure there'll be um, you know there'll be um, more information coming out about that but it is really important number one let's get girls playing locally and let's get them really enjoying the sport so that base is big in terms of the number of people playing and then number two let's make sure the pathway is accessible is open to everyone is actively in places where all sorts of young girls live and, and represent different communities. And then, you know, let's make sure that that's got a good feed into, into the club structure. So going forward, Yvonne, how confident are you of more success for the Lionesses? You know, they've come through this tournament calm, composed, skillful, professional role models, unbelievable. And they have been successful. They've just beaten an incredible Germany side who are used to winning. They've won this competition eight times and the Lionesses have just absolutely nailed it with that victory yesterday. So I'm absolutely confident, not only leading into, you know, the Barclays winning Super League, but also into, let's not forget, a World Cup in 2023. So it's very, very exciting time for women's football. There's more on the England women's Euros win in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.